Welcome to the next episode of the God Conversations podcast with Tanya Harris, a series that will equip you to recognize God's voice. More resources can be found at godconversations.com. Hi there, and welcome again to the God Conversations podcast. Today's topic is such an interesting one, and one that I've been pondering a long, long time. How often does God speak? Is it a one-off experience that's rare and very special? Or should we expect to hear from God regularly, even every day? What should be our expectation? I think it's an important question because it really affects our faith and our ability to receive what God is saying to us. But I kind of approach this topic with a little bit of humility because I recognise that who am I to say what God does or doesn't do? You know, he's the one who is the speaker here and he's the one who makes the rules, not I. So what I want to do today is just bring some thoughts to this question that I believe will help you to think about it a little bit more and just challenge some ideas that we have. But I want to make it very clear that I'm not saying that God always does this or he always does that. You know, sometimes for example, we can't hear God's voice and there's just a wall of silence and there's not always easy answers for that. So I don't want to be the person that brings this definitive statement to the table, but I do want to bring some thoughts which I believe will encourage you to hear God's voice more clearly in your life. And don't forget to jot down any thoughts or questions you have about God Conversations. This is a great platform to talk about this area. We are so committed to equipping Christians to recognise God's voice. We believe very much that this is a part of the inheritance in the Holy Spirit, the gift that God gave us way back at Pentecost, where people would be able to hear from God directly, that sons and daughters will prophesy, that young and old will have visions and dreams, that people will hear from God and that they will know the dynamics of a living personal relationship with Almighty God. And, and can I just mention here, we really need your help. We have an enormous vision and we're doing everything that we can in this ministry not just from a face-to-face platform experience where I'm traveling around and and delivering um, God's message to his people but by having an online platform that can really resource the body of Christ wherever you are in whatever format you can access and we need you to spread the word we need you to pass on the message that there are podcasts and articles and teaching messages available that will help people as part of their discipleship, as part of their growing in God and getting to know what he is like. So can I encourage you, take some time to rate this podcast on iTunes, go to our Facebook page, go to godconversations.com in the blog section and share this podcast with someone else that you know that would be blessed by it. We would love it if you could join with us in reaching people with the great message that God is knowable and that he wants to speak to us. Thanks so much for that. So how often does God speak? (laughs) It's a question I've often wondered because I hear people say things like this, you know, 10 years ago when I first became a Christian, God spoke to me and they would describe the occasion and the conversation. It would be amazing. But it was 10 years ago and he hasn't said much since. 
Or then sometimes you'll meet people and it's kind of like they've heard from God every day of the week. You know, yesterday he said this and today he said that. God's always speaking, he's always saying something. There have been times it feels like where God hasn't spoken hardly at all to me for months. But then there's been other times when he has kind of been speaking non-stop. He speaks a lot. I remember when I first gave up my part-time job that I'd taken to begin God Conversations. That's a big step for me to go full-time. And I remember I finished my last day on the Friday and then did a ministry trip on the weekend the next day. The very next day, I was away for three days, two days, I think it was. And during that time, God spoke three separate occasions, three different prophecies actually, all saying the same thing. You know, sometimes he speaks a lot, it seems, and sometimes he doesn't speak so much. But the question then is, well, how often do I expect him to speak? How often is, is normal? What, what is the standard? And I use those words in a cautionary way because we don't always go for what's normal. We go for what is on God's heart. But what should be my expectation? What, what, what do I expect from the conversation that we have with him. So here's some thoughts that I want to bring to you in a spirit of humility, knowing that God can adjust his conversations in whichever way he wants to. That is not an explanation for every person's situation, not by any means, but there's some thoughts that we can bring to the table. Many years ago, in the early days, when I was first starting to hear God's voice, I, I had a vision it was a picture in my mind's eye. I remember it very clearly. I saw Jesus and he was standing in a desert. His hands were outstretched towards me. His hands were cupped and there was something in them. I remember looking to see what it was. In his hands there were these small white wafers. I looked at them and I said to myself, what is it? Days went by and I began to remember a story that was told and I found it in Exodus chapter 16, the story of the Israelites after they had left Egypt and they're on the way to the promised land and they find themselves in a desert and they're hungry. They've got nothing to eat. So they cry out to God to provide for them. Next morning they wake up and they come outside of their tents and they see something on the ground. They gather it in their hands it's small white wafers. They look at it and they say, what is it? They called it manna, meaning what is it? It was food that God had provided for them to eat in the desert. That Sunday I went to church, Sunday evening, and the preacher stands up and he says to the crowd, open up your Bibles to Exodus chapter 16. And he begins to tell the story of the Israelites coming outside their tent in the middle of the desert and discovering manna on the ground. He began to speak about God's provision for us. For me, I was sitting in the audience and I was so excited. I couldn't believe it. Here was God speaking to me and he confirmed it such that I knew that it was the voice of God. I, I was just so excited that I was beginning to hear God's voice clearly. A few months passed by and things in my life started to go wrong. <laughs> Have you ever had that experience where things seemed to go very wrong and I, I couldn't work out why? I thought I was in God's will for my life. I thought I was doing the right thing and, and things just stopped going my way. I looked back 
at what God had said. And I realised that Jesus was standing there with manna in his hands, but he was standing in a desert. He was standing in a place of need. And God was saying to me that in this time, in this time of need, I'm going to provide words for you. I'm going to speak to you. I'm going to provide for you in this desert. And I began to learn the story of the manna, God's provision. And he said these famous words in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. He said, we can't live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And he's quoting from Deuteronomy. He's quoting from this time when the Israelites were in the desert. And he goes on to talk about the manna and about the bread of life. And he says that God's words are sustenance to our spirit in the same way that bread is food for our souls. Jesus's words are the words of life. John chapter 6 says that they are spirit and they are life, and we can't live without them. They are the one thing that spiritually sustains us. They're the one thing that spiritually sustains us in the same way that we can't go without food and water for very long before we die. God is saying that we can't live without his words, or spiritually, we can't be sustained. Spiritually, we don't receive his life. His words are not an optional extra. They're not a nice add-on. They're not the icing on the cake. They are a necessity. His word nourishes us, refreshes us. It sustains us. It builds us up. We can't live without them. You know, I often think about what it would be like to be in a relationship with someone for 10 years and not to have had any conversation with them. <laughs> what does that tell you about the nature of the relationship? How well do you know them? How long would it last for? Sometimes I think we're satisfied to go without hearing his word. Sometimes I think we don't realise that his words can bring life to our souls. Jesus says we don't live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. But the odd thing is that we don't often realise this until we're in a desert. <laughs> until we're in a desert of circumstances where things are going wrong, when suddenly we find ourselves in a pressing need, when we find that we are hungry. I think that God speaks to us when we're hungry. I think that God speaks to us when we're looking for his provision. I think that God is speaking to us when we're not filling ourselves with other things. The truth is that we look to Big Macs and KFC for spiritual sustenance. We look for other things, don't we? We, we look to other things and meaning in life through relationships, through materialism, through our careers, through fulfilling our ambitions. When God says, I have food here for you, I have my word that's going to build you up, that's going to encourage you, that's going to comfort and exhort you. But you're, you keep looking for other sources of food. You keep looking for the junk. You're not looking for my food. You're not listening for it. You're not hungering for it. Therefore, you can't receive it. I love the poetry of Isaiah chapter 55. Let me read verses 1 
to 2 because it really illustrates what God is speaking about here. It says this, Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. You who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Listen, listen to me. Eat what is good and your soul will delight in the richest of fare. How often does God speak? When we're hungry, when we're listening, when we're ready to receive his provision, when we're asking God for his sustenance and not for something else, when we're not content to feed on other sources. We need to fill our hunger with his words. We need to get hungry for him. We need to listen to him. We need to stop looking for guidance and wisdom and life from other sources. Understand how his words bring life to our souls like nothing else can. You know, the interesting thing about God's words is that he wants to feed us. (laughs) But have you noticed his words take time to digest? You know, when I hear people talk about God speaking to them yesterday and the day before and the day before that, I think, oh my gosh, how, how do you handle that? Because I find that his words are so weighty and so strong and so powerful that they take a lot to take in. I think God's words are more like a chunk of rump steak than a bite of fairy floss. They take time for me to digest. And so I can't handle hearing too much of his word because when God speaks... We need to process what he says. His words are designed to sustain us. We need to eat them, digest them, let them become a part of ourselves. You know, I think when God speaks, there's always something he wants us to do with them. He doesn't speak glibly or idly. His words are intentional and they're designed to bring life and bring change and make us more into the person of Jesus. So... I actually have to eat them. I have to receive them. And then I digest them. I meditate on them and I take action according to them. I start to live by them until they become a part of my life. You think about it. That's what food does. We have to digest it. There's a process. You can't eat too much. You can't eat more than two or three meals a day because your body has to take it in, has to digest it. Otherwise, what happens? That food gets stored up as useless fat. It becomes superfluous. It becomes something that we don't use. It just, it just sits there. I think that God's words are always intentional. They're designed to be taken in. And usually that takes time. It takes a response. I love how the scene is described by one of the prophets who visually really uh, captures this thought. In Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 3, God says this to Ezekiel. He says, Son of man, eat This scroll I am giving you, and fill your stomach with it. So I ate it, and it tasted as sweet as honey in my mouth. Eat this scroll. Take these words I have given you. Digest them. Let them fill you and nourish you so that they become as sweet as honey. When God speaks, we need to do what he says. And that takes time. I think of that famous scene in the movie, A Few Good Men, 
where you've got the character of Tom Cruise playing out this um, conversation with the character of Jack Nicholson. And Tom Cruise says, give me the truth. Jack Nicholson's reply, you can't handle the truth. <laughs> we can't handle it if we're hearing from God every moment of the day. Why? Because we need to take on what he says. His words are designed to bring change. His words are designed to last, to make a difference. You know, sometimes I'll, I'll be sitting and talking to God and I'll say, God, you just haven't spoken to me for ages. Like, I haven't heard you speak. And then I'll go back to my journal and I'll start to read over some of the comments I've written from the last few months and I realise, well, I haven't really taken in what he already said. I haven't done what he's asked me to do. I haven't thought about it and... and, and engaged with it. I haven't exercised faith over it. I'm not speaking like it. I'm not taking it in. So there's no point in me asking for God to say something else. He wants me to digest his words. He wants me to let them take root in my life. They're not fluffy, fly-by-the-night words. Sometimes, you know, I find I'm meditating on God's word for months or even years. And, and oftentimes I'll, I'll think back and I'll see something more in them that I haven't seen before and there's something deeper that God wants to do with them. And maybe that's what Jesus meant when he said to his disciples in John chapter 16, verse 12, I have so much more to say to you, but it's more than you can bear right now. It's true. God has much to say to us, but he comes alongside and he says, I can't speak to you again because you haven't done what I've said. You haven't listened to what I've spoken. You haven't digested it. I want you to eat it. I want you to take it in so that it will fill you, so that it will be as sweet as honey in your mouth. Recently, I was preaching at a church, and I have to say this happens a little bit, but a person came up to the prayer line and they said, oh, can you please pray for me? I really want you to, to help me get a word from God. And we started just chatting very briefly. And I said, oh, what, he, what has he been saying to you already? And they shared about what God had said. Just, I think it was a week before, very specific, in a dream, very specific, addressed some of the issues in her life. And I looked at her and I said, well, have you done it? She said, oh, no. I said, well, it kind of makes sense because it's an answer to the question you're asking me right now. God's spoken to you. You need to do what he said. And in the end, I didn't even pray for her. I said, look, I don't need to. He's already spoken. You need to go back and do it. You need to understand it. Even though it wasn't quite what you wanted to hear, it's going to be sweet in your mouth as you take it as you receive it, as you act on it, as you live it, it's going to be life to your spirit. His words are spirit and they are life. They are manna to you. You need to receive it. And so often we don't take on board what he says. How often does God speak? Well, as much as he needs to, to sustain the life that he's called you to. But we have a response to receive what he says. We have a response to take it on board. And when we've done that and we're ready to receive his words, then he can speak again. It's interesting, about a year after that first vision of the manna, I was saying to God, you know, this whole 
experience. Um, it's been great, God. Your, your manner has been excellent. I've really been feeding off your words. Uh, I've enjoyed hearing from you. But this whole desert thing, can we move on now? You know, I really like some circumstances to change. I really like to get to the promised land that you've been talking about. Can, can we just move on from the, the vision of the manor? At the time, I went with a friend up to the mountains. We had a lovely afternoon walking down a mountain track and then we'd had a picnic and it was a beautiful sunny day. So we had the blanket out, we just had lunch and we both dozed off and fell asleep. I woke up about half an hour later and as I woke up, this scripture came into my mind. It just kept going around and around in my mind. And the essence of it was, it's not time to leave the desert yet. And I thought, oh, that can't be God because seriously, it clearly can't be God. As I'm doing that, my friend wakes up and she's, she's flicking through her Bible. She brought her Bible with her. And she said, I, I just had this, this picture, this vision. I think it's for you. It's something about manna. It wasn't time to leave the desert yet. You know, the beautiful thing about God is that he knows when and where to speak. He knows exactly what we need to hear and when we need to hear it. And no matter what we're going through, no matter what's happening in our lives, he is able to speak words of life that will sustain us through the desert into the promises of God. He provides us with the words that we need to hear. And all we have to do is to stay hungry. All we have to do is to look to his provision and not to other sources and digest quickly what he tells us to do. Look to him to fill your appetite. Look to him to fill the need of your soul. Jeremiah chapter 15 verse 16 says this, When your words came, I ate them. They were my joy and my heart's delight, for I bear your name O Lord Almighty, can I encourage you to be like Jeremiah today? When your words came, I ate them. They're my joy and my delight. And when we eat them, he can give us more. We'd love to hear how God's words have been food for you. How often has God spoken to you? What's been your experience? How often would you like him to speak. Love to hear your thoughts. Love to hear your experiences and story. Why don't you share them at the God Conversations blog page or at our Facebook page. And I look forward to sharing with you again next time. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast by Tanya Harris. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this topic. So post your comments on the blog page of godconversations.com or at facebook.com forward slash Tanya M. Harris. Help us to equip others to recognize God's voice by rating the series on iTunes. Remember, Jesus said we would know his voice. It was never meant to be a one-way conversation.